welcome to the Wise Women Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, mama, wife, book lover, coffee lover, and just your everyday woman seeking after Christ. Come along with me as we discover deep truths in God's Word, discuss common struggles among Christian women, and build a community to help hold one another accountable. If you're looking for a place to hear real, raw truth and honesty from Scripture, then this is definitely the place for you. So grab your Bible, your journal, and a pen, and join me as we dive into today's topic. Hey there, wise women, and welcome to another week of the podcast. I'm so glad you came and decided to tune in today. It has been a whirlwind of a week. Um, Um, I try to keep you as updated as possible. So last week, last Monday, my oldest daughter was admitted to the hospital. Um, she couldn't put any pressure on her right leg and just refused to walk because of the pain. We were there until Wednesday. Long story short, she ended up having transient synovitis. Basically, she just had a virus and that virus caused inflammation in her hip, which therefore caused pain in the rest of her leg. Um, Thank God it wasn't anything more extreme and we got some answers and we were sent right on home, but it was a whirlwind of a week to say the least. Um, So I am so glad that you are tuning in this week because this topic is something that has been on my heart for the last month and a half and it's something that I have been living for the last month and a half. And I feel like the more women I talk to this season of, you know, the new year, and we just came through the holidays, the new year is supposed to be exciting and, you know, just new pages turned and new opportunities. But the more women I talk to, the more I realize that that's not the case for a lot of us. A lot of us are living and walking in really dark, hard places, and myself included with that. Um, So today we are going to talk about having hope in the dark. We are going to talk in the book of Lamentations is where we're going to start. And let me just give you a little bit of back history on the book of Lamentations. So prior to Jeremiah writing the book of Lamentations, the Israelites were living in Jerusalem. They had turned from God and God was pouring out his wrath via destruction through the king Nebuchadnezzar. So basically the Israelites were not obeying God. And because of that, there were consequences. Um, and those consequences came through God's wrath and King Nebuchadnezzar, destroyed the temple he he seized and took the town of Jerusalem captive um <clears throat> he took several israelites captive during this time and took them back to babylon jerusalem was important because it was known as god's dwelling place during this time in history they did not have the holy spirit and so they would have to go to the temple and that is how they would experience god That is where they would pray. That is where they would meet with other fellow believers. That was their modern day church. But it was only available at that one place. They knew that if they went to this temple, that they would experience God. 
And so here, that's been taken away from them. They would go to this temple, and now that temple has been destroyed. It's been taken captive because of King Nebuchadnezzar. I just want you to picture for a moment the place that you go, the church home that you go to, and that you experience God week after week. Or maybe it's not church. Maybe it's your house where you experience God every single day. Just imagine the place where you get to meet with God every single day. Imagine that being completely destroyed and taken away from you. I I just think about if my church was destroyed, I would be completely devastated. I would grieve. I would be in a season of just sorrow and questioning and why God, why is this happening? Why did you take away the one place I was able to meet with you? Why would you do that to me? That's where, that's where Lamentations is picking up. That's where the book of Lamentations, that's kind of the history of where it's coming from. So Jeremiah is writing Lamentations and he is reflecting back on this time, the time when the city of God was destroyed and seized by an evil king. Before we start reading, I want to point out what the word lament means or lament, where the word lamentations comes from. Lament means, and this is from the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, it means grief or sorrow expressed in complaints or cries. Lamentation, a weeping. It is so encouraging to me to know that God allowed a book of the Bible to be called sorrow or grief. That is so reassuring to me because he knew that we would walk through grief and sorrow and hard times, and therefore he allowed Jeremiah to write a book about that. How, how encouraging is that, that we have a place where we can turn, of course, the Bible, but there's a specific book on grief and on sorrow and on pain. It is so encouraging for me. So I want to start out today, and we're going to be in Lamentations chapter 3, Lamentations chapter 3, and I'm going to do quite a bit of reading today. Um, Hopefully you can keep up with me, but Lamentations chapter 3, and again, this is Jeremiah writing after the city had been, after the temple had been overtaken. I am the man that hath seen affliction by the rod of his wrath. I'm in Lamentations 3, verse 1. He hath led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. Surely against me is he turned. He turneth his hand against me all the day. My flesh and my skin hath he made old. He hath broken my bones. He hath buildeth against me and compassed me with God gall and travail. He hath set me in dark places as they that be dead of old. He hath hedged me about that I cannot get out. He hath made my chain heavy. Also when I cry and shout, he shutteth out my prayer. He hath enclosed my ways with hewn stone. He hath made my paths crooked. He was unto me as a bear lying in wait and as a lion in secret places. He hath turned aside my ways and pulled me in pieces. He hath made me desolate. He hath bent his bow, and set me as a mark for the arrow. He hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was a derision to all my people, 
and their song all the day. He hath filled me with bitterness. He hath made me drunken with wormwood. He hath also broken my teeth with gravel stones. He hath covered me with ashes. And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. And I said, my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. That is a lot of begging and pleading and just complaint from Jeremiah. But Jeremiah is acknowledging this dark place that the city of Jerusalem is in. He's talking about the sorrow that the people have experienced. He's describing feelings of hurt, darkness, desperation, and even bitterness. And when I read that, all of that scripture just sounded so familiar to me. Because it feels like the complaints of my heart that I've been through for the last month and a half of just thing after thing after thing after thing. And I I just, I've resonated so much with the scripture from Jeremiah because I felt like there were times when my prayer was shut out. There was times when I was a target and it felt like there was an arrow on my back. And so I feel the pain that Jeremiah is describing here. I feel that just pleading with God that Jeremiah is describing in this scripture. I want to break down... I want to break down some of the scripture and we're going to look at verse two. It says, he hath led me and brought me into darkness, but not into light. In this scripture, he is describing feelings of being in the dark. And I think it's so important to point out here too, that Jeremiah says he hath led me and brought me into darkness. None of us want to admit that we are in the dark. But can I tell you something? And I hope that this is encouraging. God created that darkness. Just like he created the light, he also created the darkness. And he leads us into those places. They might not be ideal. They might not be pretty. And they might not be wanted. But they have a purpose. And so Jeremiah describes the feelings of being in the dark in verse 2. In verse (coughs) 7, Sorry, I've caught whatever crud my family has had, so (laughs) I'm trying to battle through it. In verse 7, it says, He hath hedged me about that I cannot get out. He hath made my chains heavy. In verse 7 here, he's describing that he feels like a prisoner that's being held captive. I don't know about you, but there have been situations that have had a tight hold on me. There have been sins in my life that have had a tight hold on me and such a tight hold that I felt like I was chained to the ground and I couldn't move. Like I couldn't leave the place that I was struggling in. Like there was no hope for me to be able to walk away from it. And Jeremiah is describing that exact feeling here in verse 7. Feeling like he they were a prisoner being held captive. And honestly, to a certain extent, that's not an exaggeration. Some of them were being held captive. They were being taken at their own will. And so he describes that to us in verse 7. In verse 8, he says, Also when I cry and shout, he shutteth out my prayer. So here Jeremiah is telling us he feels like God is no longer listening to him. For the last month and a half over the sickness and my daughter being in the hospital and just having to cancel plans and Everything going not the way that I expected this holiday season. 
I prayed more times than I can count. And I, I begged with God and I pleaded with God and I asked him, God, just lighten the load. I didn't even, I didn't even ask God to take away the pain or anything like that, or to take away the trials. All my prayer was, was God, I need a break. I need some rest. Give me a little bit of relief, God, please. And I I felt like there was none. I felt like there was just constant turmoil. And it was just one thing after another, after another in our life. And so it just never stopped. And that's exactly how he feels here. And he feels like God was not listening to him in verse 8. In verse 13, he hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. And even into verse 14 as well, it says, um, verse 12, I mean, verse 12 and 13, he hath bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow. He hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. Basically, Jeremiah feels like he's become a target for God. The best way that I can explain this is everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And he felt like he was just being attacked time after time after time again. Can I tell you that I've been there? I feel like I've been attacked moment after moment after moment for the last month and a half. And it has been so hard to get up and just keep fighting. But Jeremiah feels the same way here in verse 12 and 13. And in verse 17, it says, And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forget prosperity. Here Jeremiah is telling us that he couldn't remember what it was like to have peace and he forgot what it was like to prosper. There's been times in my life where I never had, I I couldn't feel the peace of God and there was just confusion and, and I don't know about you, but when it's one thing after another, after another, and you feel like your back is pushed up against the wall and you are a target It's hard to remember when life was good. Not that your life wasn't good, but when life feels like it just stinks and it's hard and everything's just going wrong, it's really hard to remember that life is good. And it's hard to remember how good God has been to you because the hardship just overtakes all the good things. But that's how Jeremiah is explaining or describing how he feels here. He feels like there's no peace and he doesn't know what it was like to prosper. Maybe you're listening to this chapter and you feel like you can connect with those feelings. I know that I can. I've, I've, I've taken you on the journey of my family for the last month of just problem after problem after problem. And it feels like there has just been this dark, evil cloud hanging over our house. And there's no better way for me to describe it than that. And it's just like the evil would not let up from us. I have felt like God has not heard my prayers for the last month. It seems like the minute we walk out of one trouble, we walk right back into another. I'm tired. I've prayed for rest. I've prayed for the attacks to let up. And they just haven't. If anything, they've gotten stronger. I've had pity parties and I just feel like life sucks. If I'm being super honest, life has just been super hard. Maybe you feel this way too. Maybe you feel like a prisoner to a certain sin or like a situation just has you completely bound. 
Have you maybe gotten to a place in your life where you forgot what prosperity was like? You forgot what it was like to experience God. You forgot how good life could be. Maybe you just feel like God has abandoned you because you feel like you've been walking in this struggle or a sin and a darkness for so long. Ladies, I'm here to tell you that the darkness is real. What you're walking through is so real. And it's probably painful if I had to guess. And if you're like me, you might be walking through something that you just can't have. There's no words to express or explain to other people how you're really feeling. Um, <clears throat> but, and I, this isn't really encouragement for the moment, but I promise we're getting to the encouragement. Isaiah 45, 7 says, and this is God speaking. I, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. Just as God created the light, he also created the darkness. And I know that God has created all things for a purpose. And so even though the darkness is hard and even though it's unwanted and, and it's undesirable in our lives, it serves a purpose. Otherwise, God would not have created it. It has meaning and it has a value. Otherwise, God wouldn't have seen fit to create it. If I had to guess, none of us enjoy being in the darkness in our spiritual life or in our physical life. Um, it's hard and it's undesirable. <coughs> <coughs> but just as God created darkness, he created the light to shine out of the darkness. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says, For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That light, if you're a child of God, that light is inside of you. It might be dark right now everywhere you look and you might feel dark right now. But that light is still inside of you. If I turn a flashlight on and, and I, I put my flashlight, if I turn my flashlight on my phone on and I put it down on the table... It's still on. You just can't see it because it's covered up. It doesn't take away the fact that it's on. You just can't see it because it's being covered by something. <coughs> <coughs> and it's the same way for us. Sometimes the darkness can seem so strong and can overtake us so much, but that light is still inside of us and it's still glowing. It's just covered up by a lot of extra stuff that makes it really, really hard to see. Darkness is real, and it's pretty much inevitable for all of us. God never said it would be constant light all day, every day in our walk with him. But what he did say in John 12, 46 was, and this is Jesus speaking, I am come, in, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Ladies, there's going to be seasons of darkness that we walk through where everywhere we turn, it's black and it's dark and there's shadows and we're scared and, and it's hard. But we don't have to abide there. We don't have to stop and build a house there. We might have to make a pit stop there. We might have to walk through it and we might have to just kind of take our time. But we don't have to stop 
and build a house and make neighbors and make friends in that place. That's not what God has called us to do as children of God. He has called us to walk in the light and to be in the light and to be light. We can't do that if we are abiding in darkness. Dark times are going to come. That's totally out of the question. It is going to happen at some point. But you don't have to live there and you don't have to stay there. There is hope. God has created hope in him. And we have that hope in him if we're a child of a God, of God. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's the hope that Jeremiah found in the midst of Jerusalem being seized, in the midst of the dwelling place of God being removed from them. Lamentations 3, 19 through 23, and I'm going to read it. Remembering mine affliction and my misery, the wormwood and the gall, my soul hath them in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Jeremiah chose to, found, chose to find his hope in Christ. He found his hope in knowing that God could have destroyed them. He could have taken all of them out in that moment. He could have allowed... <coughs> <clears throat> he could have allowed Nebuchadnezzar to have reigned completely and totally over the Israelites and just killed all of them, but he didn't. He chose to allow them to have another day to live. The very fact that they had breath in their lungs and were living another day was hope enough for Jeremiah that God was still faithful just as he had promised. And I think that we can find that same hope today. What you're going through is dark. It's hard. It's, it's there. There is no question about that. But you woke up today with another breath in your lungs. And that right there is sign enough that God's not done with you. That he loves you enough and has enough mercy for your spirit and your soul to allow you to wake up and breathe again today. I think I can safely say that there are seasons we all walk through where we feel just as if our temple of Jerusalem is being torn down. And it might be. Your temple of Jerusalem might be destroyed. God never said it wouldn't happen. And we feel like our ability to meet with God and fellowship with him is just being ripped away from us. I've been there. I, I have felt that. I feel like I have felt like all of my normal things have just been torn away from me. All my normalcy, all the things that I know and trust in have just been ripped out from under me. I've been there. There are seasons of darkness that we all walk through where we question, what's going on here? Why am I in this place of pain, sorrow, bitterness, and despair? But God always has a plan, and his light will shine through if we choose to see it. See, here's the thing about the story of Lamentations and Nebuchadnezzar. See, Nebuchadnezzar seized Jerusalem and took many people captive during this time. <clears throat> Some of whom we later, later learn about in scripture, such as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Had it not been for their temple being utterly destroyed from before them, 
They may have never had the faith to refuse to do as the king asked of them. They may have never had the boldness to stand up when everyone else bowed down. They may have never had the opportunity to walk into a fiery furnace and allow God to meet with them had their temple and everything they know not been destroyed from them. They may have never sought God on their own had they continued to have that normal place of meeting taken away from them. Same thing with Daniel. Daniel became a great prophet and prophesied so many things that are still have yet to be happen. But had he not had his temple taken away from him, this great temple taken away from him, he might not have been forced to trust God for himself. He may have continued to rely on other people <coughs> to meet for him, to meet God for him. He was forced, he was forced out of his norm to be able to grow in his faith. And had that temple not been destroyed, we don't know where those people would be, but I, if I had to take a guess, they probably wouldn't be as strong in their faith as they were. A lot of times we can't see it because the light is so dim, but our current seasons of darkness create opportunity for our faith to grow. And that faith if grown, will take us down paths we never thought were obtainable on our own. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, just like Daniel. When their temple was destroyed, their faith had to grow. And then when that faith began to grow, they, they were allowed in places that they probably never allowed, imagined for themselves. They were put in positions that they probably never dreamed of for themselves. All because of the dark hard season they had to walk through. Darkness is only a season, but thank God that unlike the Israelites, we have a light inside of us that is always shining. We have this Holy Spirit living in us and dwelling in us every single day, and it gets to shine even in the darkness, even in the hard times, even when it doesn't feel like it. He's always there with us. We don't have to try and go to a temple. We have the access to Jesus right here where we are. We all woke up today with breath in our lungs and another opportunity to let the darkness pave the way for our faith. If God destroys the temple, it doesn't mean it's the end. It might just be the beginning. So to sum it all up and to bring the encouragement, you might be walking through the darkest season of your life or maybe just a dark season that you haven't walked through or experienced in a while or maybe you're not there but one is going to come eventually just know that god has not abandoned you he has not left you he is shining his light inside of you and that while yes it is dark and it is hard that light has not gone out and he is not leaving you. He will not leave you here. He is not going to leave you in this dark place of hardship. You just have to go through it because the darkness has a purpose. And you might not see it right now that whatever you're going through has purpose, but it does. And you might not ever see the purpose for why you're walking through what you're walking through. But I can promise you that God would not allow you to walk through something that wasn't that wasn't for his greater good. 
It might not be for you that you're walking through it. You might be walking through it for somebody else to witness in you. But I just want to encourage you to keep pressing on and to keep trusting that God has a plan. It's hard, but there is so much that God has for our lives that we will never see and we will never understand. So if you woke up today with breath in your lungs, there is still hope for you. He has not forgotten you. He has not abandoned you. It's just a season and you do not, you do not have to live here. And that is my encouragement to you is to just pick it up, pick up your stuff and keep walking. Don't build your house in this place of hardship, in this place of darkness. Pick up and keep walking and keep pressing on. I want to pray for you before we go. And my prayer is just that this has been an encouragement to you. This is what the Lord has been speaking to my heart for the last month. And I have been so ready to share it with you, but I knew it wasn't ready yet. So I'm glad I finally was able to get all this off of my chest. Um, But let's go ahead and pray and just thank God for the word that he's given us. God, I thank you for each woman who has tuned in today and has shown up once again. God, I thank you for them. And I thank you that they set aside time to listen to what you have put on my heart. And God, I pray that you would help us to hide these truths in our heart today. That God, darkness is real. Pain is real. Sorrow is real. But God, you are also real and you have a greater purpose for that. God, what, you know what each woman stands in need of today, and I pray that you would meet her where she is, that you would encourage her and uplift her, God, and that you would just guide her with your light. Help her to see the light inside of her, God, because that light is always shining because you are always with us and you have not abandoned us. Lord, I thank you so much for the women who showed up, and I just pray that you would pour out blessings upon them as we walk into this new year. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. As always, I am so thankful that you chose to tune in this week and listen to what God has shared with me so that I could share it with you. Um, I would love if you could just share any of the podcasts that have brought inspiration to you with a friend. Um, My goal with this podcast has never has never been to make money. I am not making money with this podcast. That's not my goal. My goal is to encourage women, however, wherever, whatever that looks like. And I would just appreciate it if you could just take this message or any of the podcasts that I've done that have encouraged you and share with another woman in your life who you think might need this, whether you share it on social media or you actually just share the link that you listened with that I would just appreciate it so much because I just feel like there's a reason God has allowed me to walk through some of the things that I've walked through and I only know a limited amount of people but each of you know so many people and I just want to encourage as many women as I possibly can and that's my heart um so share away if you have any questions or you need help with anything or prayer or maybe you just need an accountability partner reach out to me on the Facebook page we have a wise women podcast Facebook group Um, you can join that or you can send me an email at wisewomenpodcast at gmail.com 
I'd love to hear any prayer requests you may have or just a need that you stand in need of, or maybe, maybe it's just encouraged you that I would love to hear about the encouragement because I can promise you that I face discouragement each and every single week. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing and thank you for just being you. I hope you have a great week. Bye.